King Kong ain't got shit on me. Episode number 64 today. Yesterday's episode number 63, obviously, all about Maui. Maui, 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 Lahaina, the fires, the wildfires. Had a lot of interaction on TikTok. Wouldn't say it's good, wouldn't say it's bad, but a lot of interaction. So that was good. Uh, Yeah, it was just um, very informative. Because like I said yesterday, plenty of times you can go back and listen to it. The people on the ground are the ones you want to listen to. You don't want to really listen to the news on this one because they're flying in. They got agendas and stuff. But you can go back and listen to yesterday's. It is a doozy. But we are moving past that today. I'll give you updates as we go along. And we're going to get into this date in history, August 22nd. August 22nd, 1902, President Theodore Roosevelt, Teddy, became the first U.S. president to make a public appearance in an automobile. He took a ride in a Columbia Electric Victoria Phaeton while visiting Hartford, Connecticut. Roosevelt's ride was notable because cars were still a luxury and novelty during this time, with horses and carriages being the primary mode of transport for most Americans. The event reflected Roosevelt's adventurous and forward-thinking nature. As president, he often embraced new technologies and was known for his progressive policies. His ride symbolized not just a personal openness to new innovations, but also a broader shift in American society, as the 20th century ushered in an era of rapid technological advancements. The automobile's popularity would, of course, grow exponentially in decades that followed, revolutionizing transportation in the U.S. and shaping the nation's economy, culture, and urban development. But on that August day in 1902, it was still a novel sight to see the country's president cruising the streets in a car. Didn't know that. That's a fun fact. And then if you remember yesterday, I also mentioned that I'm doing the 369 method. So I got a little late start to it today. I got the notebook, got the pen, and then like work shit happened, which work mornings, especially Mondays and Tuesdays are very, they're busy because there's meetings and I loathe meetings. I don't mind going to them. I used to think the Tuesday meeting was better than the Monday meeting, but the Monday meeting definitely beats the Tuesday meeting in terms of time. The Tuesday meeting drags drags on. It just, it could be done in 25 minutes, but everybody has to say something. And there was a point where like 35 minutes in and I'm like, we're not even halfway done yet. This is crazy. And then lunch and there's stuff going on around the office that just has to be dealt with, needs my attention, which it happens. It's part of the job. But I got a late start on the 369 method. Got around to it around 12-ish. And then I did the I did the first three. And then I did the second batch, which is six. And then tonight I'm going to do the nine. And keep it going. Hopefully this works. You know, I will definitely let you guys know. And I'll, I'm writing down the dates and everything. So when we go back and check receipts, if it does work, I can say, hey, look, I've been doing it for this long. So something to look forward to. Uh, you know, you got to manifest these days, as the kids say. <laughs> And they also brought up a funny topic during the staff meeting. They're like, oh, we have our Facebook group that we want everyone to participate in. So if everyone can get their people to go on Facebook and I'll send invites out, just give me your profile. And I was like, uh, sir, great idea. However, the kids ain't using Facebook anymore, just so you know. And if they are, they're damn sure not going to be friends with you. I was like, just putting it out there, man. Like, you're one of the top three people in the squadron. They're not going to friend request you. They're not going to accept. And if they do accept a friend request from you, it's because they think they should. They don't want, it's not that they don't want to hang out with you, but you're kind of their boss. So good luck. 
And he's like, really? No one uses Facebook? I'm like, not really. I'm like, I use it, but I've had my Facebook since like 2007 when it was just college kids. I was like, but the younger generation doesn't go near it. I'm like, they won't go near that or Twitter. I was like, they're Snapchat, TikTok, Discord. So maybe we'll make a Discord. I'm like, you're running into the same problem because you can make whatever you want. They're not going to look at it because they're afraid that something that they say or do in there can be held against them at any point, or they're going to say something dumb. It's just not going to be, it's going to feel very forced. They weren't too receptive of that. They were like, get on, basically get on board. And I was like, I'm down with it. I'm telling you, I'm just saying these kids aren't going to want to do it. Like, I'm not going to force them to make Facebook profiles, but let's continue, you know, let's go down this rabbit hole. If you guys really want to, I'll make them all make Facebook groups, but I'm just saying they don't do it. So, and then another fun fact about today. So yesterday was a military Monday, right? But we didn't, we didn't talk about that. We, we did Maui Monday basically, but today something I did want to talk about was the, I guess, dental program that the, the dental dentist that the air force has. So today was my, I had a dental appointment and it was the third time going for the same thing. And it's getting a new retainer, which they do. It's nothing crazy. Like they don't, they've done this before. I'm not the first person to ever get a retainer. First two times, the shit don't fit. It's loose. The second time, it's just, I was like, this isn't my teeth. Like I put the thing in, I'm like, this isn't mine. This doesn't feel comfortable. Nothing, like nothing's aligned. So this is the third time I went in there. It ends up fitting and I thought about it and I'm like, if this was a private dentist and he fucked up three times, if this was the third time he had to, they had to print and cause they're clear, like the clear, like Invisalign plastic ones, they're not cheap. Like the technology isn't cheap. And I'm like, if he was a private dentist and he had to make these things three times, he'd be fired after the second one. They would have been like, all right, we don't need you anymore. See you later. And then it made me think like every time I go to the dentist, they always overdo it. And I'm like, makes sense because it's government, government money. You gotta, you gotta justify the budget. It's like they over medicate. They'll give you a fuckload of, of uh, Novocaine. They'll give you, instead of like two injections, they'll give you like four. If you need four, they're going to give you eight and your mouth is going to be numb for like a day because they don't want to have complaints saying that the person was in pain and it's also not coming out of any budget. So they just let it rip. However, the dentist, the dental service is actually really good. It's very long. They're very, there's, there's no rush because again, they're not getting paid per patient. They're just getting paid their salary. So there's no rush involved. They literally take something that would take normally 20 minutes. A cavity is a good one. They numb it, drill it out, fill it, come back. 15, 20 minutes in the dentist chair. This shit takes like an hour, hour and a half sometimes. And they numb the shit out of you. Reedy's being disruptive, but it's fine. But I've always had good dental work. Got two crowns put on. Got some jaw work done because I had a crack in my jawline. That was good. But it was because of the tooth that was they were doing a root canal for. Like it went all the way up and it cracked. It like was attached to the jaw and it cracked. It was a whole thing. But not bad overall. I know I'm boring the shit out of you with dentist talk. So we're going to move along with Would You Rather because it's Wednesday, baby. So being that it's Wednesday and we're doing Would You Rather, last week's was the uh, the PG version because, you know, the Virgineers in the crowd weren't happy. The week before that was the X-rated version and it was fun. However, I guess there's a, there is a point. We got, you got to draw a line somewhere, right? I'm talking about drawing a line in the sand, man. Little Big Lebowski reference. So this one is Would You Rather but Extreme Conditions. Make some noise. <laughs> 
So here are 10 would you rather questions for extreme conditions. So number one, would you rather be stranded in the Sahara Desert without water for a day or trapped in Antarctica without warmth for a day? I don't know, man. I feel like the Sahara. I mean, you're going to cook out there, though. But being cold, like being cold fucking sucks. Being hot also sucks, but I feel like I'd rather be. I feel like it's easier to regulate your temperature when you're hot because you just stop moving. You just lay there, you know? In Antarctica, if you're freezing, you're not going to warm up. Like you can bundle up, I guess, but you're without warmth. So I'm assuming like you're wearing like a t-shirt and shorts in both scenarios. So definitely go Sahara because once you're cold, you can't warm yourself up unless you get under a blanket or in warm. So I'm going to go with Sahara on that one and just ride out the sun, burn for a little bit and do what you got to do. Number two, would you rather swim with great white sharks without a cage for 10 minutes or be locked in a room with a wild lion for five? That's fucking tough. <laughs> um, I think I'd, uh, I think I'd go wild lion because with great white and any fish in general, you're on their territory. You know, I can't swim like a fucking fish. They pull me under. I swallow a mouthful of water. I'm dead. I don't last 10 minutes in there, especially with a pack of them. They're biting you from under. You know what I mean? You're trying to tread water. You're dead. It's over. A lion, you're probably still dead, but five minutes is less than 10, and we're fighting on fair ground. You know, it's a land animal. I'm a land animal. I'm a land beast, and I feel like I'm better off trying to fight a lion for five minutes because five minutes is not that long compared to 10 when you're trying to, you're just trying to swim. Go swim for 10 minutes without sharks and see how difficult that is. And then now throw sharks coming at you. You're dead. You're you're dead within like three minutes tops. They're going to bite one and that's it. Bite one shin. It's over. It's a wild lion for five and that would suck dick. But I feel like you can probably survive for five minutes. Would you rather free fall? Number three, would you rather free fall for 30 seconds thinking your parachute won't open or be trapped underwater for two minutes thinking your oxygen tank is empty? Free fall for 30 seconds thinking your parachute won't open. So you jump, you're expecting your parachute to open, doesn't open for, you really think it's not going to open for 30 seconds. Or trapped underwater for two minutes thinking your oxygen. Got to go 30 seconds because you can just come to terms with you're going to die. I think if you're dropping from a plane, right, like you're parachuting, and you go to pull the cord, say like you pull it at like 5,000 feet. I don't know when you're supposed to pull it, but let's just say the limit is 5,000. You you jump from 10, you're on your way down, you hit five, time to pull the parachute, you don't do it. You're not going to hit the ground in 30 seconds, but if it still doesn't open, you can come to terms with it. There's no way you're surviving that. Trapped underwater for two minutes, you're going to be swallowing water, you're going to be breathing in, you're going to panic, you're going to be breathing water, and if anyone's ever inhaled a mouthful of water on accident, it's miserable. So imagine doing that for like 30 seconds before you actually pass out and die. So I'd much rather just kiss my ass goodbye in the, in the air because once it, once you're like oh my parachute's fucked like you come to terms with it like i'm dying and you're not going to feel anything you're just going to hit the goddamn ground and explode so i'm definitely going the parachute won't open number four would you rather be lost in the amazon rainforest for a week without any supplies or be stranded in the in the middle of the pacific ocean on a small raft for three days pacific amazon rainforest is wild the dude that's on the rogan podcast that that guy looks first of all he looks like he's depressed that's the he always looks like he just came from a funeral and he probably did because his friends probably died in the amazon but he describes that he goes there's no paths there's no trails he's like so you can go take a piss 20 feet away you turn around and you can't see where you just came from he's like and you have no reference of where you came like where you were he's like so you can easily get lost just going 20 feet away from somebody else he's like and it's so thick and there's animals everywhere he's like you go out anywhere close to dark the alligators snakes spiders everything comes out so i would much rather not do that pacific ocean on a small raft i can you could just float again you're floating 
floating. If you're not in the water, I don't think the sharks are going to fuck with you that much. And if they did, I feel like they'd leave you alone. Like, I I don't think you're that appetite. If you're just floating, if you're trying to fish and you're fucking with them, they're probably going to fuck back. But three days out in the Pacific, you're fine. And I also have a take on this, too. You know, in movies, because I just watched the movie, um, the Coast Guard movie with Ashton Kutcher and Kevin Costner, The Guardian. So, you know, when the, when the or Perfect Storm is a good example, too. Like, it's rough seas. I get it, right? Outside of marine wildlife, like sharks, whales, attacking you when you're in that water, I don't think it's that tough to survive in that water. Because the waves aren't crashing on you the same way they are if you're standing on the shore at a beach and they're crashing on you. Like, that's not happening over and over again. You're kind of floating with the current. And like, yeah, you might get hit with a wave or two, but if you know how to tread water, I feel like you have better chance of survival. Like, it's not as hard as they make it seem. Like, in Perfect Storm, Mark Wahlberg was the last one to die and he was floating in the ocean. And like, yeah, you're not going to get found because it's like literally finding a needle in a haystack. But it's not that, I don't think it's as bad. It's, it's like, oh, I'm in the water now. I'm going to die. It's like, ah, if you know how to tread water, salt water makes you float and your body naturally floats. So you just keep your head above water and nothing pulls you down like a shark or anything or your clothes. Like, you have to take your clothes off so I don't like weigh you down. You could survive for pretty long because you're not getting pummeled by waves the same way you do on the beach. So I think I would survive in the Pacific Ocean. I'm just saying. Rain, sleet, snow out there too. Number five, would you rather experience the vacuum of space for 30 seconds without a spacesuit or be at the very bottom of the Mariana Trench for a minute? Well, you would, you would in both situations, <laughs> you'd be dead in like a, in like a second. Uh, I think I'd have to go space because at least I'm in space. The Mariana Trench, it's just pitch black. You want to know what the Mariana Trench looks like down there? Just close your eyes. That's all you got to do. It's pitch black. You can't see shit. There's no sunlight, nothing. And there's fish we don't even know. There's aliens down there. So yeah, definitely going with the vacuum of space for 30 seconds with no spacesuit because you're only gonna, you're going to blow up in like, I don't know, five seconds or so. You're going to freeze and then blow up. It's over. But at least you're in space. For, that, for the five seconds that you look out that you're floating, I think would be way better than the Mariana Trench because the Mariana Trench, again, just close your eyes and it's just dark. You're not going to see anything. And there's, again, alien fish with fucking lasers and shit on their head. Number six, would you rather be in the epicenter of a magnitude 8.0 earthquake or in the direct path of a category five? Fun fact, I have not... I've never been in an earthquake. Not that I want to be in one. I don't want to be in a building in one. Like if there was a field you can go to where you don't have to worry about shit landing on you, I would sign up for that. I would pay money to go do that. But I've never been in an earthquake. I know there was an earthquake on Long Island not too long ago and like stuff did shake and there was an earthquake um, at Shaw in South Carolina. There was like legit earthquake. Shit shook. It wasn't bad. It was like maybe a 1, 1.0. Like I don't even know what, the, what it would be, but it wasn't anything strong. But it, shit did shake for like 10 seconds. But I've been in a hurricane, right? Hurricanes fucking suck. You only, The only reason hurricanes really suck, it's not so much the flooding because you can, it's never more than like, ah, uh, that's not, that's a lie. It definitely gets above your head, right? But you can get into like a second, third floor building and you could survive a category five hurricane if you're prepared for it, right? But what sucks is like branches and shit fall through your house and then you got to swim out. Like, you know what I mean? Like then you're just getting rained on and it's windy obviously, but I would probably rather be in the hurricane situation because I've been through it, I think. Because an 8.0, unless you're in a field, like the building's coming down. Whatever you're in is coming down on you and then you're crushed. So that would suck ass. Category five, you can probably survive. The building you're in, unless it's like a house that right on the coast, 
you could probably survive a category five. Might get flooding, shit like that, but I think you could be all right. So I'd go category five. Would you rather try to survive a night on Mount Everest without shelter or navigate through Death Valley at high noon without water? It's a fucking ditch. I'd rather do Death Valley. I'd rather do either one of those as an... I'd rather do Mount Everest for the experience, but if this was life or death, I'm not dying in Death Valley. It's a fucking ditch in the desert. You're going to survive. Number eight, would you rather find yourself in the middle of a zombie apocalypse or be one of the last people on earth after a devastating global pandemic? So this is like a uh, I am legend situation. Um, So if I'm the last person alive, I would assume I'm immune. I would rather be the last person alive. Definitely not zombies because you got to be on alert the whole time. Like you can't sleep if there's a zombie attack. You know what I mean? Zombies don't give a shit. They don't play by the rules anymore. The rules went bye bye with zombies. You know, there's no decorum with them. They, you know, whereas if you're the only person left on earth, you can make the most of it. (laughs) I feel like I'd be fine. You know, I'd feel like I'd be all right. If I was the last person on earth after a pandemic, and is if this is saying like it's a devastating global pandemic, right? So, like, is shit raided? Like, what's still available? You'd have to learn how to farm. I'd have to learn, but I know how to do that. I'm not saying I am a farmer. There'd be a learning curve, but like you get to you. I understand seasons, you know, I understand you have to put a seed in the ground and fucking water it and shit. Like, I think I'd be able to survive. I'd probably struggle for a little bit, but then you learn how to hunt. And I'm assuming I'm immune at this point. So like cleaning up would probably be a hassle. I wouldn't live in the city. I'd probably go like, it's going to sound homerific, but I go back to like Long Island and like live near the water because there's deer and shit out there. The only thing I would suck would be the winter. So maybe move a little more south, like Florida, Georgia, around there, just so it's warmer all year around and uh, deal with it from there. But I could survive easily by myself. Easily. That's not even, that's that that sounds like a blessing. <laughs> You know, you don't have to deal with people anymore. But again, like nothing's being produced. So you have to like make your own shit. But if that's all you got to do, like I don't see that being a problem. Number nine, would you rather be stuck in a continuously loop, looping roller coaster for eight straight hours or be trapped in a plumbing and plummeting elevator for 30 seconds thinking it will crash? <sighs> the roller coaster, you're probably passing out and you're going to get violently sick afterwards. The plummeting elevator, if you're just riding and all of a sudden it drops and then it stops, like that's the fear of that is god awful. But then it stops, but that adrenaline rush you get after that you just survived, you're going to appreciate life a little more. So I'm going to go with 30 seconds with the elevator dropping and thinking it's going to crash because you're going to have a whole new appreciation for life and you're never getting in an elevator again. So I would definitely go the elevator plummeting because the continuous loop, you're going to get sick then pass out and then you're still going for like another seven and a half hours and then you're going to get off that thing and your equilibrium is going to be fucking jacked up after that you probably won't be able to walk straight for a while you're gonna have probably brain damage i don't even know number 10 would you rather have to cross a 500 foot tightrope suspended over a canyon with strong winds or climb a sheer cliff face covered in ice i'm dying that's it (laughs) i'm throwing in the towel um there's no way i'm doing the tightrope you have to walk on the i mean you guess you can cross so you can hang 500 feet the only way i'm surviving that is if if i can just swing across but again i'm not making a 500 feet swing my arm's gonna give out you know i'm strong but i'm not that strong i think it was huberman huberman labs that dude, the celebrity neuroscientist or some shit, the guy that's always telling you to take magnesium, <laughs> the magnesium guy, uh, he's got a fucking dome on him though. He's got a big fucking head. I think it's the beard. But anyway, I digress. Magnesium guy said the sh- 
a good way to gauge your strength, if you think like how strong am I or how fit, I think it's like how fit you are, is if you can hang for a minute without letting go. So like jump up on a pull-up bar and just hang there. Don't pull up or anything. If you can hang there for more than a minute, that's a good gauge of your strength. Like a minute is like where you should be. You should always be at a minute for a male. I think a female's like 30 seconds, 35 seconds or something. You know, there's all, I mean, it's not even a wage gap. It's a strength gap, I guess. Even in fitness world, I, I don't know. But yeah, he said if you could hang for a minute, that's a good gauge of strength. And I've tried it and I've gotten to a minute, but it's fucking painful. Like your forearms are lit. You have to like change your grip a little bit to like ease up, mostly pacing yourself, but with your grip strength. And I've done a minute, and then there's times where I've only gotten like 40 seconds. There's no way in hell I'm traversing 500 feet holding myself up. So I'm definitely dead doing that. The ice cliff, no shot because you're going to slip. There was a movie I saw it on TikTok because movies are on TikTok now. You just have to filter through, you have to watch them three minute clips at a time where the dude is on like a. It's not an ice cliff, but it's a cliff. And if he moves, he slides. Like he's just on a weird angle and there's nothing for him to grab onto. And he sees like scratch marks because people have tried to like, to like climb out. You have to, he has to go up like inch by inch to get to the top. That's not even ice though. This is ice. You're fucked. I'm fucked. I'm dead. See ya. So that wraps up Would You Wednesday. So pretty good questions. Those were the extreme examples. I might ask those at work tomorrow just to pass the time. But I wasn't bad, wasn't uh, wasn't upset with those questions. And hopefully these are rated enough where everyone can enjoy them, not just the perverts and not just the PG crowd. So with all that being said, we are at 27 and a half minutes. Probably going to knock this baby down to about 23 minutes. I'm going to leave you on this note. Like a diamond formed under pressure, your true brilliance emerges not from perfection, but from the challenges and imperfections you've embraced and transformed.